0: Try to shoot a little lower and go quantity over quality at first. Quantity brings quality. I wanted more and more and more and more clients than I could possibly handle so I could get better and better and better and better.
1: I would say combine or track your finances together so at least one person knows that it's getting looked at and that might change the behavior. Awareness is first and then accountability In your pocket, every day, from anywhere, for free. Welcome to Next Level University.
2: What factors play into making a net worth goal?
1: Oh, Alan, hammer it. Uh,
2: You want to choose one. If you don't understand
0: net worth, it really is important for you to look this up and research it. Uh, So, for example... What's a good example of this? One of my clients has a net worth of 15 million and it's her whole family's net worth. All the homes, all the cars, all the equipment. um, They have some farm equipment. uh, All the businesses, all the investment portfolio, all the debts, it's it's that. So you you really do got to look that up. I'm not gonna be able to unpack that here. But what I will say here is start with one that you just believe is possible right now. The three beliefs you have to have, we say it all the time. You have to believe it's possible. You have to believe it's possible for you, and you have to believe it'll be worth it. Uh, don't aim too low, but don't aim too high to where you don't believe it. Because if you just say billionaire, you're you're just not going to actually do that um, unless you really do believe that's possible. In which case, definitely do that. But if you've never set a worth a net worth goal before, chances are you don't have the level of self belief to just say billionaire. Uh, and I mean that with love, but it's what I believe to be true. Set one like, you know, a millionaire. Uh, Emilia, for example, is on her way to that. This home we're in is is worth a half a million. And so just understand that, that it's more possible than you think. You just have to think longer term. Um, there's one of my clients who has never made more than $20 an hour in her entire life, who I've calculated, assuming she keeps on the habits that she's doing, she'll end up with a net worth of over $10 million in the next 20 years. It's just mathematics. So just don't shoot too low or too high. You got to find that sweet spot for you. And I would say this, undershoot and then let it build as you realize and learn.
1: Yeah, I second that. Especially the belief part. I remember Alan and I were talking and he said, yeah, somebody somebody we know just set a new goal for net worth and it was bigger than mine at the time. And I was like, that's, they don't believe that's possible yet. I know it because I don't believe, I didn't believe mine was possible. So I don't know how they could possibly believe theirs is. And again, if they did good for them, but I know this person at a deep level. So I would say that understand the actual belief. And then this is the second thing, reverse engineer what you actually want to do with the money. That helped me a ton. I mean, I, I thought, yeah, $7 million is great. That'll be awesome. Until I saw Oprah Winfrey donate too and realize if I only have $7 million net worth, I can't donate too. So believe it or not, yes, I do love money and I'm very money driven, but my net worth goals are not based on what I want. They're actually more based on what I want to give. Believe it or not, I know I talk about cars and stuff a lot, but that part of it too. Reverse engineer, what do you want to do with the money and how much will it take? I mean, if you want to change the course of history, it's probably going to take a little bit more money. If you want to create a legacy, so the next four generations of your family don't have to work, that's a different story. So understand the why under your net worth goal. That's that's an important place to start too. Quick story for everyone, super fast. So
0: earlier today we were recording and uh, Kevin's beautiful fiance, Taryn came in and I said, Hey, how's it going? And he was in, had his headphones. So he has to like transcode for me. And she said, Oh, I'm good doing laundry. I said, Oh, sweet. And I said, Something along the lines of, Hopefully soon you won't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to Kevin and I said, That's one of my whys. One of the reasons why I want to be wealthy is so that Taryn, quite frankly, will not have to do laundry anymore. Same with Emilia, right? And, and, and so I won't have to do laundry anymore either. And so that we can provide a job, an opportunity to someone who needs it. I actually had someone reach out recently, Kev, from this area who said I cook and I clean and I need a job, would you would you want someone to come and help you? And I know in the back of my mind that when it's time, we'll do that. Yeah. And that's awesome. And I don't know if it'll be that person or not. I got to look at a resume or something. But the point that I'm making is that the the reason to make the money can't just be a new pair of shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It needs to be something closer to your heart. It has to it has to be connected to something you really care about deeply. Um, you know? So, yeah. Just wanted to share that.
2: I'm more conservative with saving than my partner. How can we drive to five with our finances? Mm. Oh, goodness.
0: I'm more conservative with saving than my partner. How do we drive to five? I would say a challenging conversation, and and so what, this person is probably overly higher on the 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 saving and investing end, and the other person's overly on the abundance end. If your intimate partner, if it's a marriage and you have combined finances, which I'm just going to presuppose in this question, you're going to have to have a tough conversation and then set goals together. Emilia and I do relationship talks coaching with lots of couples, and finances is one of the top things that people fight about. It's typically sex, kids, and finances, according to Google, but also according to my experience coaching people. The financial goals have got to be in common. I mean, Kevin and I, even as business partners, there's no way this could work if he was out spending all our money or vice versa. I mean, him and I have conversations often of, we had a conversation earlier today, when I go to Harry's Pizza, I'll get like six subs for the whole week and I get a bunch of baklava because I love baklava and it's like five bucks a piece. And honestly, It's not an intelligent choice, and I know that. And so him and I, I'm not just spending my money. I'm spending the team's money. I'm spending the business's money. I'm spending Kevin's money. So it's important to understand that you have to have tough conversations. If there's ever a time where Kev feels like I'm overly abundant, he can bring it up to me. If I think he's overly abundant, I'll bring it up to him. And that's the relationship that we have with one another. And I think a marriage in many regards is a business partnership too you know, Emilia and I, we have our assets together and we have our own financial future together and we have massive financial goals together. If you're not on the same team, you've got to have that conversation and get back on the same page, the same team.
1: Yeah, definitely the the tough conversation. And then I would say track together, track your finances together. Accountability helps. Accountability helps. If If one of you, let's do this. If one of you is more competent in fitness, you should lead. And then you can help the other person with accountability. If one of you is more competent when it comes to remembering to do relationship check-ins, you should lead and then you should make sure that that happens. So I would say combine or track your finances together. So at least one person knows that it's getting looked at and that might change the behavior. Awareness is first and then accountability has worked tremendously. Alan is the one who came up with the peak performance tracking and then doing a team dashboard. And I'm telling you right now, I, got, I missed two days in a row. I didn't get my 100%, so I'm done. Um, the streak is over, but a new one has begun. But so many times I did that because I knew other people were seeing it, not because I wanted to do it. As much as I'd like to admit, uh, I am a very consistent human. It's because there's other people seeing it. So accountability helps.
2: Far. How do I determine a starting point for my pricing?
1: Oh my goodness. I think it's Uh, free. I think (laughs) if it's coaching, it's what can you do to get experience? Exactly what Alan said. Exactly what Alan said. You building up a resume is unreasonably valuable. And I think it's a couple other things too. How, okay, I had a client, I have a client who was very successful financially. My advice was a little bit different. You don't need the money, do it for free. You don't need the money right now. It's not like your coaching is going to save you not eating. You have plenty of money in the bank. It depends, too, where you are on the entrepreneurial journey. Because if you need to make money, get five clients at uh, $50, that's $250 a week. So I would say the the least amount you can charge. That's what I would say. I understand it's not popular advice and a lot of people aren't giving it. But the mastery, long-term mastery of you learning how to coach is more valuable than the money in the beginning.
0: The very first group coaching we ever sold was only 75 bucks per month for three months. And then it went to eventually 97 per month. And now it's at 147 or 141, $147, 147, I think. We'll increase it over time as it becomes more valuable. Group five was so well executed. I mean, the truth of the matter is we've gotten better over time. So we make sure that the value is always exceeding the price point. And so that's the only answer I would give is make sure the value is exceeding the price point. I'll tell this brief example. I went to school, high school, and then I went to college for four years and then an additional year to get my master's in business, electrical and computer engineering, and then my master's in business. And I got paid a lot of money in corporate America. And then when I switched over to personal development and coaching, What you have to understand, I I was, Kevin and I were talking about this recently. I had people emailing me for consulting, business consulting and automation and engineering consulting for $400 an hour. And I was like landscaping on the side in the hot sun for like a hundred bucks for four hours. And the reason why is because I didn't want to go back to corporate. And in hindsight, I think that was a little bit of a mistake. But anyways, there's a reason why I wasn't getting paid $400 an hour in coaching yet because I was brand new. Those 12 years it took me in middle school and high school and college and master's degree, that was all leading up to that. And then in corporate, I was there for at least five years. So you just have to understand that when you're an entrepreneur and you're sort of restarting, like if Michael Jordan decides to play baseball, he's not going to get paid as much, nor should he because he played basketball for the first 25 years of his life. It's contextual. It's contextual. Michael Jordan is not any less or more valuable as a person, but on the basketball court, he's infinitely more valuable than on the baseball field. And I think that all of us have to understand there's just such a difference between what you are worth now as a person, as a human being, and what you are worth now in the marketplace. Very last thing, Kevin and I have thousands of hours coaching, thousands, podcasting speaking. You should not get paid as much as we do. I'm sorry, you just shouldn't. You're not going to be as good those thousands and thousands and thousands of hours going deep with people all over the world that's why we charge more now we started for free then 50 bucks a week then 75 bucks a week then 100 bucks a week then 125 then 150 eventually the highest paid is 250 an hour awesome that's actually not the highest anymore which is awesome too but the point is is you have to start small and build you just you just have to so try to shoot a little lower and go quantity over quality at first quantity brings quality. I wanted more and more and more and more clients than I could possibly handle so I could get better and better and better and better so that I could incrementally, you need the demand to be higher than the supply. I will say that one more time and then we'll move to the next question, I promise. You need the demand to be higher than the supply. I'm very blessed at this point. The demand for my time and my coaching is so much higher than my hours in a day that I am able to coach and consult for far higher prices. But I didn't start there. I started by creating demand and raising demand and raising demand. Okay, now the supply is getting lower and lower and lower. So if diamonds weren't rare, we would not pay a lot of money for them. So there's value in rarity. You have to become rare based on demand.
3: What is up you guys? My name is Gabby and I just wanna give a huge shout out to Kevin and Alan for the community that they have created and the mission that they are on over at Next Level University. Never in a million years did I think when I started listening to the Hyperconscious podcast two years ago, that I would be as invested as I am today. But here we are two years later, I have done group coaching. I truly look forward to every single episode they drop, all of the things that they're teaching and i am now doing one-on-one coaching with alan to help level up in my business and all i gotta say about these guys across the board is they are true genuine souls they mean it when they say they are heart driven and they mean it when they say they are no bs and i think that's probably my favorite part about them they get rid of the fluff they give you tactical tips and tricks to help you level up in your life to help you make strides towards your goals and they've created a community of like-minded people to lean on each other at every single stage of life so guys, thank you from the bottom of my heart for the impact that you have made in my life. And I am so very excited to see the impact and the waves that you make from here on out.
1: I just want to add one more thing real quick, real quick. You have to also understand your client. That's a, that's another thing. What does your ideal client look like? I remember early on, Alan, I, I don't even know if you know about this because I was moonlighting on the side. No, this wasn't that that early on. But I remember I was in a Facebook group and somebody said, hey, I'm looking for a podcast editor. And this person was looking to pay some very, 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 very low amount of money. And I said, yeah, let's do it. Let's give it a try. We'll see what happens. And she wanted like hours and hours and hours of editing on every single episode. And I said, we can't do that. That's not, there's not for this price. It's not humanly possible. I realized very quickly that I didn't want to work with people who are trying to get the lowest price possible. That's not what I'm trying to put out into the world. So that's another thing too. Understand your ideal client and their budget, that'll help you also as well.
2: As an entrepreneur, can you explain how a clientele of friends and family can hurt your ability to earn more money? Ooh.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting question. That's a very uh,
2: very specific
0: question. I would say that it feels... So I, I, we're good to answer this because I have a friend of mine who's a very dear friend and client who was in a relationship where the other person in the relationship, I'll keep it anonymous, was very upset with me, mad at me that this person still had to pay me for my time. Because if he was really your friend, he wouldn't, you wouldn't have to pay him is what this other person was saying. And fortunately, my client is very aware and aware of the value. And it's been years at this point where her, her achieving higher and higher and higher goals, and she connects that to my coaching, and I'm grateful. But it was hard for me. And I did coach her for free at first. And I mentored her, I should say, for free at first. But it got to the point where it's like, listen, I can't do this. I can't do this every week. Listen, here's the thing. As an entrepreneur, your business starts out really small. And it doesn't eat a lot of money. And it's awesome that we grossed a hundred grand in the last three months, but we also have more expenses than we used to. We have a bigger team than we used to. We pay more people than we used to. We have better equipment than we used to. We have bigger personal expenses than we used to. We have more software. I can't even tell you how many accounts we have. We've got Podmatch and Matchmaker and Zoom accounts. We've got team members have Zoom accounts and registration links and Calendly. It's like this stuff adds up. Family's not going to get it. I just need to tell you, if you're an entrepreneur and your family is not full of entrepreneurs... They're not going to get it. Just accept that in advance. I spent too many years trying to explain myself. It's just they don't understand business. It's just low awareness. They're the people who think the rich people of the world have all that money sitting in their bank account. No, Bezos does not have $180 billion sitting in a bank account. Amazon's worth a lot and he has a percent equity in that, but he doesn't have that actual cash. Don't allow the ignorance of your family not understanding this stuff to hold you back from what you really need to do and be. And just tell the truth. Say, listen, I cannot do this for free. I need to make a living. This is my profession. And more importantly, if I don't make the right amount of money for my services based on the value, I'm not going to be able to reinvest back in the company, back into the team, back into the equipment. Like you notice, we have nicer mics now. Amy has a mic. Who do you think paid for that, right? Amy has a Zoom account, StreamYard right now. This all costs money. And people that don't understand that just, just understand they're not entrepreneurs. And you can have empathy for that, but you also can't. You got to kind of explain it to where you're assertive and and respectful, of course, but assertive of like, listen, you just don't understand and then give the truth.
1: Amy, can you just hammer the question again real quick?
2: Yeah. As an entrepreneur, how can you explain? Uh, Can you explain how a clientele of friends and family can hurt your ability to earn more money?
1: Okay, so I'm going to go a different way. Because most people are afraid to charge friends and family, very similar to what Alan talked about in the beginning of that point. You have to reset the relationship. So if you have friends and family as clientele, you're not making any money most likely because you're afraid to ask. You're afraid to say, hey, look, I know you and I went to high school together. And I know that I started doing this for free, um, but unfortunately, given where I am in business, if I don't start... Two ways you can go about it. One, if I don't start making money, I'm going to fail as as a business owner. Two, if I don't start charging you, I cannot work with you anymore. I think you have to have the... It can hurt you because you're not monetizing your skills. It's very similar to... If you had a pizza shop and every time your family or friends came in, you gave it away for free, and the only people you had come in were your friends and family, you, you would be out of business, like Alan said, very quickly. So it hurts you if you don't have the ability to ask. And this is, this is a deeper, even deeper-seated thing. If you're working with friends and family who don't take your coaching seriously, you might be building up an aversion to coaching. So if your friends and family are your clientele and you don't have a good experience with them, you might not think that coaching or that product or that business is for you, which can jeff you in the long run because that might be something you're actually meant to do and really good at. You're just not working with the right people. That is what I would say. That's why I said
0: earlier, With I have two clients right now that are doing beta test clients for free, but I made sure the clients they chose to coach for free or people who really, really are excited to learn and be a, be coached. You don't want to. There's a level of entitlement that comes with family, and I'm just going to be transparent about that. There's this weird entitlement with family, like because it's your brother or your sister or your aunt or your uncle or your mom or your friend, even. It's like this weird entitlement thing where it's like, well, I shouldn't have to pay you. Y- you have to, you have to kind of be willing to. Coach people that are not entitled. Seriously, if, if I can give anyone a piece of advice, you need customers and clients that are not entitled. They need to be grateful. I'm grateful for these AirPods. These, I think I spent 250 bucks on these or something. I am grateful. They are so good. When I lose them, I lost them once and I was doing a workout with like old headphones and I was brutal. like ready to go buy more. That's brutal. Instead of like looking for them. I value them so much. It's so worth it to me. If you're having to do with all this convincing, you probably don't have your ideal client. Um, one of my clients who's reaching out to three of her close friends to coach them for free, I made sure to say, are they eager to learn? Do they know your value? Do they do they value you as a person? Do they know that you are are exceptional? Do they are they going to value the coaching and she said yes 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 i said okay yes those are the people so yeah that's that's another answer
1: i had another thing to add on to it but i forgot what it was because the clock is ticking away next level nation thank you so much as always for joining us week number 103 that's wild that's that's many weeks uh Obviously, many of you wanted to come to Next Level Live and you couldn't make it in person. Alan and I are going to take all of the content. We're going to repurpose it into a virtual event that you will be able to download on the website. Obviously, it won't be the same as being there in person, but you will still have more of an experience uh, than not doing it at all. And it was awesome. I, I do not believe you will find that much value at that price point given what was said on stage and all the amazing feedback we got. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. That will be in the next few weeks and we will have details as they arise and when it is available, as always, it will be in the show notes.
0: As you can see below, Group 6 of NLU Group Coaching starts on April 19th. I cannot promise you it will be perfect, but I can promise you it will be the best one yet because we have learned so much and we've gotten so much better. I am so, so, so impressed with the previous groups. Ambitious Army, Gratitude with Attitude, Tribe of Abundance, Pursuit of Excellence, and Legacy by Design. The sixth group, we already have four spots locked. You can do a payment plan. I think there's six and 12 months or is it just six months?
1: I think it's three and six,
0: three and six, three and six. So you can do a payment plan. I think it comes to 75 bucks per month. If you do the six. And so you can lock your spot right now for $75. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Go to the landing page. It will be a link in the show notes. If you're listening, not live, if you are live aim, can you please hammer
1: that link in the comments?
2: Already did. You are the best.
1: Next Level Nation, as always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. Everybody say goodbye.
0: Talk to you soon.
2: Bye.
1: Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. So make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuickKid and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if
0: you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.